You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to Closing Night, a theater history podcast celebrating famous and forgotten Broadway shows that close too soon. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and in the previous episode, we explored the 2013 Broadway revival of Jekyll and Hyde, along with Frank Wildhorn's reimagining of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Well, to take you further behind the scenes, I'm sharing my conversation with E. Clay Cornelius, who played the Caterpillar in the Broadway production of Wonderland, as well as its pre-Broadway run in Tampa. So there's a lot of the music on the cast recording that is not even in the Broadway show that we actually settled on. And we ended up getting a new director, got a new writer, so we were dealing with just a whole different team when we got to New York. He provides such a unique cast perspective on all the changes that kept happening to this musical, which were a great help as I put the Wonderland episode together. And now you'll get our full interview and learn even more about what was going on backstage. We start with his audition story and how he landed the role of Caterpillar, and then chronicle the show's journey from its fourth and final out-of-town tryout to its very short run on Broadway. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, for your audition story, you wanted to share the story of how you got your very first lead role in a Broadway show. The show was Wonderland. The role was the caterpillar. <laughs> Frank Wildhorn. Um, you know, we love the Frank Wildhorn show. And I was doing the Broadway production of Scottsboro Boys. Um, and I was the swing on that show. And I swung 13 people i swung everybody in the show oh even gosh. the woman in the show i swung every every single person i think i was the most stressed out at that point life when it oh came to gosh. swinging um i was it was great to be a part of the show it what, what a phenomenal show but susan stroman did her job on that show and i mean you had what nine boys but yet two other the two comedy guys and you had 13 chairs on stage and these chairs made up the set. They had pegs and, and that's all the show was, was the chairs made up the set every time the scene changed. So you had to know what chair to go to, what pegs to put in and who to pass it off to. It was a nightmare, <laughs> the extreme nightmare. But uh, what a great show to be a part of. And I was luckily never went on on the Broadway stage, but I actually did do it for the Tony Awards. Uh, there was one guy who 
couldn't make it back because we closed early and he couldn't make it back. So I actually played Olin on uh, the um, the pre- the performance on the Tony Awards with the glasses. So that is me up there. Uh, so I actually did get to do it uh, for the big the bigger stage. <laughs> so that was a blessing. Um, <laughs> but I'm so happy I didn't have to go on on the Broadway stage because I would have been a wreck. Yeah, it sounds exhausting just learning all that. Yeah, yeah. But I got this audition for Wonderland during that time. You know, I went in and I, I've i gone for so many leads before. You know, I was always the age of the role, but I always looked younger. And I still do to this day look younger than I than I am, I, I, I feel. And um, I went in just not really thinking that I, I had it in the bag. So uh, I went in with that mindset of, you know, this is this will be fun. And I'm doing this Broadway show anyway. I really don't care. And I think you have to kind of go into auditions with that mindset of like, this is going to be fun. And I'm, I, I'm not going to really care if I get this or not. I'm just going to have fun. Because I went into the room and I gave 100% of myself. And there was a guy who I worked with who we would do all these different characters. So I went in there and separated all of the stuff because Caterpillar is supposed to like switch characters. I just went into all these different characters, cowboy, uh, a, a preacher man. I just started doing anything in the room and they were loving it. And they kept asking me to go out and sit in the hallway. I'm thinking, why do they keep come, having me sit in this hallway? And other guys are going in and coming out and leaving. And then they have me come in again. And I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm getting kind of scared. There's only two of us there. I'm still going in, reading a different version of the script. Then I would come in, sit out, sit in the hallway. Then the other guy went in there, who was a friend of mine, and auditioned, and he came out, and then he left. And I said, well, are you done? And he goes, yeah, I am. And he leaves, and it's just me sitting in the hallway. And so they come out, and they go, hey, we want you to come in again. And I go in. And at this point, I'm frightened. They go, we want you to read the script again. We have a different version of it. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go and I do another one. And I'm now I'm realizing, like, I'm the only one here. That's when the nerves started kicking in. And I had to tell myself, do not do that. Just have fun like you have been. I don't know what's happening right now, but just go have fun. So I turn around. I literally calm myself down. And I turn back around and I do this thing, this new script. I sing a little bit and then they have me go back out in the room uh, and sit down and I go, Oh my God, what is happening? And they say, okay, Clay, I know you're, you've been wondering what's been going on, but we want you to come back and they get a chair out and they put it in the middle of the room and they say, we want you to sit down. I go, okay. And I'm looking at them like the whole team and they go, so where are you from? what is this an interview now (laughs) (laughs) i'm from pittsburgh where'd you go to school point park like and they're asking me all these questions and they said well the reason why we kept having you coming in and out of the room is because we're very interested in you i said well thank you i said but i don't understand what's happening i said well how would you like it if we told you that we wanted you to be our caterpillar in wonderland and i said i love that they're like well we're offering you that role right now. And I like went into like, like mid, you know, swelling eyes, tears, like, are you in right? Are you real? Are you for real right now? Like, yeah. And they said, the reason why we had you out, um, out of the room is that we wanted to 
call from people on your resume to check on you. And that was the first for me. Oh, and they wow. actually called some of these directors on my resume who they knew to get the scoop on me. And thankfully, whoever they called said, oh, we think he plays a star and um, it's just a matter of time kind of a thing. I guess they must have said because that's what they repeated to me. And so they offered me the role in the room and I left that audition room knowing that I was going to play the caterpillar in, in Frank Wildhorn's new Wonderland. And I was in Midtown, um, right, like, you know, where the ball drops, like right in the middle there. And I was looking at all the buildings. I felt like a Mary Tyler Moore moment where I would like, <laughs> throw my hat in the air. <laughs> but it was it was wonderful. It was a wonderful feeling. And uh, I ended up going to Red Lobster. <laughs> that was that and was your celebration, Red Lobster. That was my celebration. And a friend came with me and I negotiated my contract as I sat at the restaurant eating Red Lobster. There you go. How fun. Now, that's really rare. I mean, I've had the occasional auditions where I know leaving the audition, I didn't get it. So I've, I've had those. I have never, ever been to an audition where I knew I had the role leaving. So that, yeah, that, yeah, that is yep. not something. I understand. That was the only time that that's ever happened to me, ever in my life. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, you were a part of Wonderland. Was there workshops and readings and such, or did it just go straight into rehearsal? Oh, no, 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 no. This, this has been going on for years before it even. This was for the Broadway production. So we were going out of town to Tampa to do it again. So there was a pre, like there was an out of town. They were the, one of the main producers on the show. So they had a stake in it. So we went to Tampa to do it there. Then we did the cast recording before we actually went to Broadway. So there's a lot of the music on the cast recording that it's not even in the Broadway show that we actually settled on. And we ended up getting a new director. Uh, we got a new writer. So we were dealing with just a whole different team when we got to New York. It was really weird, you know, and the whole team changed. That changed from Tampa. There was one creative team. And then when you came to New York and start that process, it was a different team. Yeah. Yep. Yes. First day of rehearsals, new script. Wow. How would you compare the creative teams? Was one easier to work with or was it a smooth transition? You know, um, I try to stay out of the creative team's way. I just try to do my job the best of my ability and add my talent. And when we got to Broadway, I think there was a little bit of stress on the new director and stress on the new writer. And being that they didn't necessarily cast you, you know, you, you all of a sudden you have a new director and someone who didn't have that choice of choosing you. There's always that little bit of friction of like, okay, let me see what his style is and, and what he wants from me. But there might be a little bit of resentment of like, well, I didn't pick this actor, so I'm going to give them a hard time or, you know, and you kind of think that you're like, oh, you know. But um, it, it, was a, it was a little slicey dicey because we didn't know who this person was. So we had to 
now listen to this man. We didn't know what his style was. So we just had to sort of adapt. And, you know, Scott Ellis, who was one of the directors of Miss Maisel, which I ended up doing last year. So, you know, I, I got to meet another director. I got to befriend somebody new and he's brilliant in his own way, but it was just trying to hop on board to his gravy train. Like, okay, I don't know exactly what his style is. I mean, hop on, see what this is and having no time to do it because you had to get this up on a stage on a Broadway stage with the other people watching you, you know, so it's, it's a little frustrating. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But of course, Frank Wildhorn was with it the whole time. How was it working with him? Oh, he's uh, amazing. Um, the way my song came about, so Titus Burgess played my role before and I guess the negotiations, like he just didn't do it. I don't know what happened, but that that's when they were looking for Caterpillar. And when I ended up getting the role, you know, I was just very nervous, obviously. It's my first lead on Broadway, you know, and I was doing Scottsboro at the same time, but I got to close Scottsboro and go into Wonderland. So it was a, a nice, smooth transition. But when we started doing it in rehearsals, it was Titus's song. Like, who can really sing like Titus? Like, Titus is his own unique person. And I just couldn't do the tightest version. And I said, you know, I, I just don't feel comfortable. This is not good in my voice because I was having problems with this song. And finally, um, my agent had to call them and say, listen, my client is stressed out. I don't think you're using him to his best ability. How can we make this happy on both sides? So finally, the writer and Frank came up with the writer wrote words on a page and they came up with a melody. And they just kept doing the bum ba dee bum bum over again. And they said, Clay, we want you to come into this room. They sat me down and they said, here are the lyrics. We want you to just start singing. And they were like, this is what we're thinking. And they gave me a little bit of like what they were thinking as far as like the melody. I started singing that. And what became that song is everything that I did in that room at that time, just singing the words. And I came up with the actual song with Frank Wildhorn and the writer, the advice of from a caterpillar, the one you're hearing on the album. So that was really incredible that I actually got to create and make a song with Frank Wildhorn and the writer, Jack. Identity is a tricky, tricky business. You think you're somebody till suddenly you're not. But I assumed the show was changing throughout the rehearsal process, you know, not just in Tampa, but then once it came to New York as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole show just changed, I mean, all the time, all the time. Uh, I mean, we uh, in previews, we were getting full written, like newly written scripts, like newly written scenes. There was one time where, like right before one of our big songs that ended the first act, all the characters are on stage and it was about like going through the looking glass and it was the big, big finishing number of the first act. We got a whole brand new scene where she had a monologue and I can't, couldn't believe that she even did it. Like we were just so nervous every single night because we were getting just different stuff every single day. So, you know, some of those previews is literally previews <laughs> of a new scene or a new song or a new something or other which changed almost every single day. That was like one of the most insane processes of my lifetime. But it was very, you know, I learned a lot from that. Would you say that as it changed, it got better? Did you get a sense that the show was getting better and finding its way? I thought 
that some of it got better and some of it didn't. I think because of the platform we were on and the schedule we were on, they never took it upon themselves to say, you know what, let's stop and let's go back and let's see what we have here. I feel like they just sort of threw us on stage trying to figure it out rather than us having some time to figure it out to put it on stage. I think that was the problem. And um, I think nowadays shows do take their time now. Um, they want to make sure that they have the right product before they hit stage sometimes. But obviously this was the time way before pandemic, uh, way before, you know, shows were sort of suffering financially that, you know, people actually took time and, and trying to get shows right. This was one of the things where I think everyone wanted to see it happen, but no one wanted to take the time to really correct what was wrong. So we got some things right, we got some things wrong, and it didn't seem like anybody wanted to take the responsibility for it. Mm. Did the cast overall feel like the show was good, though, despite all these changes? Yeah, I mean, we had a talented cast, and we just tried to do as best as we could to, you know, to make sure that the show was successful. But, you know, we can't do anything more than what our director or, or choreographer wants to do. And, and if we don't have the support, even coming from the producers, you know, we, we kind of just have to do our, just do our job. And if the fault in the writing or in the direction or in something else that, you know, we, we can't do anything about that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, despite all these changes, did you feel like as the rehearsal process was going, the preview process, by the time you got to opening, did you feel like you had the best version of the show? Yeah, I think that we knew that there were some problems, and but we felt, I think, solid as a cast that we were doing our job, and so we were very proud of it. So I, that's probably one of my favorite shows, is one of my favorite moments in my life. You know, not just as a lead, but just with the people on stage, with the with the production that we had. It, I think it's one of the most successful cast recordings that I've ever been on. I know the show is very successful in Asia and in Europe. Um, so there's a lot of Wonderland fans out there. So uh, I'm just proud just to be a part of a, a Frank Wildhorn cast album because we all know Frank Wildhorn's songs are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the show itself, when did the cracks start to come? When did you start to know, okay, maybe this show isn't going to last so long? Uh, you know, I actually thought because of the fun of the show and I just thought, oh, you know, we're going to be sort of like that interesting children's show and it's going to be competition for Disney, you know, kind of a thing. And, um, I thought we would actually, you know, make it a few years. So when we found out we were closing like within four weeks, (laughs) that was a shock. That was probably one of the biggest shocks of my career, knowing that Scottsboro boys, um, had ran on Broadway for six weeks 
And then I go into this, you know, uh, this other Broadway show as the lead. Uh, we went out of town for a while. We cast recording, but then when we came to Broadway, only open for four weeks. I think I was devastated that here I am in two back-to-back shows that have now closed quickly. So I went back on tour actually after Wonderland and my agent thought, you need some time out of the city now. Like get you out, let's get your mind clear. And um, I ended up getting the second national of Jersey Boys where I started my career with Mr. Des Mackinac. Having two short run shows, did you take that personally or did you realize, no, that was the shows themselves? It had nothing to do with your performance. Uh, Yeah. How did you process that? Oh, definitely. I mean, it was the shows themselves. But, you know, I have done so many long-running shows up to that point in my career. I did, did Hairspray First National. I did Lion King First National. I did Lion King on Broadway. I did a chorus line. And I was doing all of these different things um, that were sort of long-running, part of some big productions that when I got to those productions thinking, well, I, I can never do a short-running show. Well, wake up, Clay. You can do a short-running <laughs> show. So I'd, I'd never been in productions that closed back-to-back like that. So I think that was like, whoa, yikes. Uh, what am, what's happening with my career? I never blamed myself because I always knew that I was around very talented people and, and it was happening to all of us. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just like, oh, what am I doing wrong? I think it was, I'm picking these shows that are now sort of like going up and coming down. But great shows, I thought. As you start being seasoned in this career, you go, okay, there's always going to be something else coming down the pike. Hmm. How would you describe that closing night of Wonderland? Oh, very sad. Um, I actually, I don't take uh, grief well. (laughs) I kind of just want to block it out. So I went and did, I took a little vacation and did The Wiz at Main State playing the Tin Man. And uh, that was sort of given to me as a gift. Once I established myself as a lead actor on that stage, uh, a lot of opportunities opened up where I didn't have to audition. I was just getting an opportunity to go to, you know, said theater or do said thing. And it was a very sort of closing night of Wonderland. It was very sad. And it would, uh, when I found out that we were closing, we only had a week. So we found out um, on a Tuesday that we were closing on Sunday. So that's how much time I've had to even process that. Like now I have to do eight, these eight shows. They're going to be my last eight shows and never having that happen to me before. Like, oh, now I'm out of work and I had all these hopes of collecting money or the summer or, or for the year and in my first lead role. And now what am I going to do kind of a thing? So, you know, all of those things were in my brain and, and it was very frustrating and it was a very sort of, you know, um, bitter sweet moment but doing this whiz in main state it was the best thing like best little cast we had so much fun doing it right after that traumatic moment that i had so it was very frustrating that that whole thing of taking that in so i hope that ha- never happens to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah of course we want our shows to last and last and keep going especially yeah especially when so much time and effort is put into a broadway show and now as a producer you you really know the time and energy and efforts that go into making a Broadway show just come to life and actually come to the stage. Yeah. It's a hard thing, you know, and probably more devastating to the producer because he's fighting tooth and nail at every trying to keep the show open and trying to shift money or trying to get money. And it's, it's stressful. I was in that lead producing seat once with uh, chicken and biscuits playing at circle in a square. And it was a very, very, 
overwhelming and stressful time as a, as a producer, especially we're one of the first coming out of the pandemic and, you know, our show got hit and had to close because of the pandemic, you know, uh, because of COVID and COVID has just been that extra layer of, of frustration <laughs> to all producers and to all shows. Thank you for listening to this bonus interview episode with E. Clay Cornelius. Be sure to follow Closing Night on Instagram at Closing Night Podcast, all one word. As always, thank you to my co-producers, Dan Delgado, as well as Maria Claire Ribeiro. Join us next time as we explore another show's journey to Closing Night. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.